0: The International Soccer Preview, and we are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to Series 19 looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 Asian Cup played in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group A, host Qatar, China. Tajikistan, and Lebanon. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, Series 19.
1: I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we are looking at Group A for the Asian Cup 2023 tournament, uh, taking place in January 2024. Uh, This group includes Qatar, China, Lebanon, and Tajikistan.
0: Yeah, and we usually give some information about the media cast at this point, but we're going to uh, save it until the end here. So stay tuned at the end for info about our uh, recently past and current series, and also our plans for the upcoming series. And uh, meanwhile, let's get on with it. So this series features a deep dive into the history of the regional tournament for
1: each of the teams. Uh, that's the uh, Asian Cup. And we're going to cover our usual information.
0: Yeah, so let's look at the three sections that we'll cover in this podcast. Uh, Part one, we're going to introduce the uh, countries in the group and give a little information about the countries.
1: For part two, we'll do an in-depth team-by-team overview. Um, And this series features the deep dive into each team's history uh, in the Asian Cup Tournament.
0: Yeah, and in that section, we're also including a bit of information about their local cups, which play a larger role in Asia, um, uh so we think it's important to include.
1: Yeah. And then part three is a comparison of the teams in their rankings uh, and head to head records. And we'll end with a discussion of their prospects and our
0: predictions. Right. Uh, OK, well, let's jump right on in. And we begin with the uh, country information on Qatar. Right. So starting
1: with Qatar, uh, their nickname is the Crimson's. Um, Qatar is a country of 2.7 million people. Um, It's actually the second smallest uh, country competing in this tournament, um, only ahead of near neighbors Bahrain. Um, And Qatar is located on a small peninsula in the Persian Gulf, uh, bordering Saudi Arabia to the south, and like I said, near to the island nation of Bahrain as well.
0: All right, and Connor, for this series, I actually ordered a Qatar jersey, because they're the hosts of the tournament, but uh, it didn't arrive, so I have to do uh, just uh, the colors. What do you think of my attempt at the colors of Qatar? It's a good match. I uh, give you credit for that. (laughs) Well, maybe for Group B, I'll I'll actually have the shirt. Uh, Okay, well, the second uh, team is China.
1: Yeah, their nickname is Team Dragon, or the Dragons. Um, China, of course, is a Um, one of the largest countries in the world in terms of population, 1.4 billion. Um, It's actually the second largest in Asia. It was recently surpassed by India. Wow. Um, And China is um, the largest country in Asia, uh, after Russia. Um, And it actually shares a border with 14 other countries, which is the most in the world.
0: Wow, interesting. All right, team number three is Lebanon. Yeah, Lebanon. They're known as the cedars, um,
1: a reference to the national symbol, which is also on their flag. Uh, Lebanon has 5.3 million people, and it's a small country um, on the East Mediterranean, uh, bordered by Syria to the north and east, and Israel to the south. And then its western border uh, is on the Mediterranean, you know, uh, Mediterranean Sea, as I said. All right. And finally, uh, Tajikistan... Yeah, Tajikistan, uh, they're just known as the national team, um, but in Tajik. Um, Their population is just over 10 million people. And it's a a mountainous landlocked country uh, in Central Asia, surrounded by Kyrgyzstan in the north, China to the east, Afghanistan to the south and Uzbekistan to the west.
0: All right, cool. All right. Well, we have a bunch of information there. So let's look at them in comparison to each other.
1: Yeah, so um, by far the largest uh, country in terms of population is China with its 1.4 billion people. Um, Next actually is Tajikistan, uh, uh, 10.1 million people. Um, So obviously much smaller but uh, the second largest country in the group. Uh, Lebanon has 5.3 million people, that ranks them third. And then the smallest country um, is the host Qatar, uh, just 2.7 million people.
0: All right, well, nice and mathematical there. Tajikistan, twice as large as Lebanon, which is twice as large as Qatar. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so that is the end of uh, part one. And now we move on to part two, uh, where we look at uh, each country. And we begin with Qatar and just an overview of their overall uh, participation and strength.
1: So Qatar played its first uh, international game in 1970 even though its involvement with football goes back to the 1940s. They began competing in the Asian Cup in 1976 and the World Cup in 1978, and their
0: participation has been consistent throughout. Yeah, they also take part in uh, more regional competitions. So all Asian and African countries are members of a regional group. Qatar's is the West Asian Football Federation, or WAF, And they held competitions roughly every two years from 2000 to 2014, but actually went dormant after that uh, until taking up again in 2019 uh, for a competition that's supposedly going to be held every four years, although they didn't do uh, anything in 2023. Uh, Qatar has not participated much though in that one, entering only two of the eight editions to 2014. Uh, They didn't enter in 2019, and that competition itself is, uh, yeah, as we said, inconsistent. And perhaps it is so because the uh, Gulf Cup of Nations is a more established competition in that region. So from uh, 1970, that takes place roughly every two years, and in some periods uh, every year, Qatar's participation, sorry, I'm just moving to the uh, to the, the proper graphic here. Uh, Qatar's participation uh, has been good. Uh, they participated in each of the 25 editions of the Gulf Cup up until 2023 here. And that competition is not backed by FIFA, but now there's a new competition um, in competition with the competitions. So as uh, the FIFA Arab Cup is old, having been first played in 1963, and it's kind of come and gone. Um, uh, uh, it's kind of on again and off again. But in 2021, it was revived again and renamed the FIFA Arab Cup. So Qatar actually hosted the 10th edition of that tournament uh, in 2021. Um, Yes, and then finally, Qatar is a very busy country, so not all of the countries will be quite like this, but in preparation for the 2022 World Cup, uh, they joined the regional competitions in other parts of the world, the 2019 Copa America in South America, and both the 2021 and 2023 editions of the Gold Cup in uh, North and Central America. Woo! I can't believe I got through that, corner. Wow.
1: All right, well, in terms of Qatar's overall strength, they are a strong second tier team in Asia. They had never reached a World Cup until hosting it in 2022, and they normally struggled to reach the final round of qualification. Their preparation for that World Cup was a bid to become a top tier team, and they reached it by winning the 2019 Asian Cup. However, they peaked a bit too soon and did not maintain that level. Uh, Normally, they did well to pass the group stage of the Asian Cup
0: all right well uh let's uh, take a look at their world cup overview and maybe you can take us through that one
1: yeah so in terms of achievement qatar had never reached the world cup until hosting in 2022. from their first campaign in 1978 uh, where despite hosting the qualification group they managed only a win over bahrain and lost all other matches to finish last in the group uh, they progressed steadily upwards coming behind Bahrain in 1978 but ahead of them in 1982 and coming behind Iraq in 1982 and 86 but ahead of them in 1990. 1990 was an excellent year where they tied South Korea and Saudi Arabia, beat China and actually came within a point of World Cup qualification. That was a peak though and they haven't come close uh, to that since. However, they usually reach the final round of qualification, uh, failing to do so only in 1994 and 2006. Once there, though, they are out of their league, finishing fourth of five every time. Even in 2018, as their preparations for hosting ramped up, they finished last of six. As disappointing as it was to lose all games in the Cup they hosted uh, in 2022, uh, it was ultimately kind of a par result for a second-tier
0: Asian team. All right, well, let's move on to our Asian Cup overview. And, uh, well, despite, uh, maybe you can do that one too, Connor.
1: Sure. So, uh, despite usually qualifying for the Asian Cup, uh, 1976 and 1996 were Qatar's only failures. Their best result uh, had been reaching the quarterfinals in 2002 and again as hosts in 2011. It was thus a surprise when they swept through the tournament in 2019 and convincingly won. Um, They are the defending champions. Uh, It was not such a surprise to those who knew of their preparations through their Aspire Academy and cooperation with Barcelona um, as they built their team towards hosting the World Cup in 2022. Um, But uh, nevertheless, um, it was amazing to see them go on to such an incredible run, which we'll talk about in a little bit more detail.
0: All right. Well, let's move on and talk a little bit about their uh, local cup. So we'll begin with the uh, uh, WAF Cup there. And actually, they've only entered uh, two versions, two of the uh, versions um, of the WAF Cup. Actually, they and a bunch of other uh, Gulf countries entered uh, in 2008. So that group was established in 2000 but there were only six members until the Gulf uh, nations joined. Uh, Qatar reached the semi-finals in the 2008 version and they won it as hosts in 2013, but otherwise they didn't enter any of the tournaments. Okay, and then moving on to the Arab Cup. Uh, the Arab Cup, as we said, is an old tournament that was revamped in 2021 and uh, taken over by um fifa as far as qatar goes though they really only entered uh, two of the 11 editions um that started way back in 1963 a really on again and off again cut in 1985 they finished fourth and in 1998 they finished second and then in the recent 2021 edition uh, they finished in third place those are their only uh, three participations and finally, we'll take a look at the Gulf Cup. That that seems to be really the regional cup there. And they've entered uh, every edition, all 25 editions, since its start in 1970. And they have won uh, twice. Uh, uh, they've won, sorry, three times, twice as host in 1992 and 2004. And then again in 2014. And in the most recent uh, editions, 2019 and 2023, they reached the semi finals of the Gulf Nations Cup. All right, well, we're going to move on to our deep dive um, into the Asian Cup finals. So, do you want to start us off there?
1: Sure. So, the Asian Cup began in 1956. Um, but 1976 was Qatar's first entry. They did not qualify that year, but otherwise failed to qualify only one other time. That
0: was in 1996. Right, 1980, so their first successful qualification. They finished fourth in the five-team group stage, losing to South Korea and Kuwait, and tying Malaysia, who they finished behind. They did beat UAE to finish ahead of them that year. 1984 was slightly better, uh, they tied group winner Saudi Arabia and beat a shockingly poor South Korea uh, to finish third of five in the group stage and 1990, uh, sorry, 1988 with the same result, uh, third of five, just one point short of reaching the final round there.
1: 1992 saw 14 group stage and an inconsistent performance tying group winners uh, Saudi Arabia but also um, bottom finish. Bottom finisher Thailand. Um, They then lost to China in the final game and finished in third behind them. Um, So they didn't move beyond the group stage. And it actually proved a weak period as Qatar failed to reach the cup in
0: 1996. Right. But in 2000, they reached beyond the group stage for the first time in a competitive, although not Totally impressive showing. Uh, They tied all group stage games with Uzbekistan, Saudi Arabia, and Japan, and they advanced as a third-place finisher in the group. So they did get to the quarterfinals, but they lost to China there. And they finished bottom of the group in uh, 2004 and in 2007, earning ties at best, although a tie with Japan in the first game in 2007 uh, was an achievement.
1: 2011 began with a loss to Uzbekistan, but wins over China and Kuwait saw them advance from the group stage for the second time in their history. The quarterfinal looked promising, up 2-1 on Japan, who were down to 10 men. However, Qatar suffered goals at
0: 70 and 90, eschewing a bid for challenging at the top tier. 2015 was a good period in the smaller regional cups, they won the 2014 Uh, WAF Cup and the 2014 Gulf Cup of Nations. However, it was their worst performance at an Asian Cup. Uh, There they lost all three games to UAE, Iran and Bahrain and finished dead last in the group. Yeah, so that performance in particular and generally proving a second
1: second tier team in the region made the surprise of 2019 even more impactful. Um, But we'll look at that as we uh, go into
0: the... Are their more recent tournaments in a bit more detail. Right, so we're gonna start the recent history uh, from 2019. And uh, the first tournament was supposed to be the, the local cup, the West uh, Asian Football Federation Cup in 2019. However, Qatar uh, didn't enter that one. Uh, I think instead they entered the um, uh, South American, uh, what do you call it, Copa America. That's right, yeah. So you were just about to tell us about the uh, Asian cup in 2019 and that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, so just beginning with qualification,
1: uh, 2018 world cup qualifying made up the first two rounds of qualification So their first place finish in round two, um, ahead of China and Hong Kong qualified them automatically for the tournament. Though they came in showing youth youthful promise, no one expected Qatar to have such spectacular success. They stormed through the tournament, um, starting with two of the weakest teams in Lebanon and North Korea, but then beating Saudi Arabia to take first place in the group stage. From there on, they beat Iraq, South Korea, host UAE, and then Japan uh, in the final. Uh, And actually, they gave up their only goal of the tournament in that final against Japan in a game they ultimately won 3-1.
0: Yeah, really. Steamrolled the other teams there. It was quite impressive to watch. I wonder how Lebanon feels about uh, meeting them in this group
1: uh, again. Yeah, it was 19 goals for and one
0: against on route to victory. Just amazing. That that was an amazing performance. Okay, well, the next one uh, was the Arab Cup. Uh, We talked about that as being kind of a warm-up. Uh, for hosting the World Cup, and that was in 2021 uh, in Qatar. So um, how about that one? Yeah, so,
1: yeah, Qatar hosted that tournament as as a preparation, really, for the World Cup in the following year. Um, in the group stage, they won all three of their games, uh, beating Bahrain, Oman on a very late goal, an own goal, in fact, and then Iraq. Um, they crushed UAE 5-0 in the quarterfinals and then faced Algeria in the semi-finals. In an exciting game in front of a massive crowd of 42,000, many of them Algerians, it must be said, Qatar managed an equalizer at 90 plus seven. It seemed set to go into extra time until Algeria got a penalty. That penalty was saved, but the rebound was put in, get this, 17 minutes into injury time. Uh, So Qatar was relegated to the third place match uh, where they beat Egypt on penalties. So... They didn't get to the finals or win it, but following up from the 2019 Asian Cup, it was a pretty strong showing.
0: Yeah, I mean, Algeria uh, uh, wasn't one of the teams that reached the World Cup, but they're probably, you know, one of the top teams in uh, the African uh, federation there. So, uh, as you say, a good performance. And uh, now let's take a look at their journey uh, in the 2022 World Cup.
1: Yeah, so Qatar qualified automatically as hosts. They actually did participate in some of the earlier rounds of qualification simply because that served as as qualification for uh, this Asian Cup. Um, but despite years of preparation by Qatar, they lost all three games uh, at the World Cup finals to Ecuador, Senegal and Netherlands and finished last in the group stage. Uh, nevertheless, though, they successfully hosted uh, what I think was one of the best World Cups.
0: Yeah, I think so, too yeah I kind I kind of hope they did a little better. I would have loved to see the form of the the 2019 Asian Cup uh, brought into the World Cup there um I think they would have been a bit uh, uh, tough to handle really
1: yeah I was disappointed they didn't kind of show the very best of themselves um, but obviously the competition in, you know in the World Cup is kind of the maximum that they're up against. Yeah.
0: Well, the last tournament is uh, fairly recent in 2023. It's the Gulf Cup.
1: Yeah. So, Iraq uh, beat Kuwait in their opener, but then lost to Bahrain. Um, a tie with UAE was enough to see them second in the group stage, which put them into a semi finals. Um, there, they met Iraq, who were ho- uh, hosting the tournament, and Qatar lost that
0: match 2 1. In the semifinals, so yes, again, not showing the uh, strength that they showed in 2009, also oh, 2019. But wait, I was wrong. Uh, Qatar plays all sorts of tournaments, and uh, they did join the 2021 Gold Cup, which we won't cover uh, here. But they did uh, join the 2023 Gold Cup there in June and July of uh, 2023. How did they do there? Yeah, so new manager Carlos Caros, uh
1: brought in change with several stars replaced in a more defensive style and, and, frankly, a more negative sentiment. Um, the defensive style didn't work as they gave up a late winner to Haiti and a late tying goal to Honduras. They were overwhelmed by Mexico in the third game, but somehow won on a single goal um, to advance to the quarterfinals. Uh, suffering several yellow card suspensions 13 yellows and a red in the group stage they ended up losing heavily to panama in the quarterfinals that game uh, finishing four nil
0: yeah okay that is uh, that is finally i mean i can guarantee you not all teams are going to be as extensive as qatar who seem to play every game they can get their hands on Uh, we'll finish then with how they got here and we've actually already covered it but uh maybe you can just uh, brief over it
1: yeah so rounds one and two of world cup 2022 qualifying were also the first two rounds of asian cup qualifying um so qatar received the buy-in round one which only the 12 weakest teams had to undergo um then finished first uh in their round two or three qualifying group so that result qualified them automatically for the asian cup um most teams played a further round of world cup qualifying Um, while other teams played further qualifying rounds for the Asian Cup. But Qatar, as you mentioned, found other ways to fill their schedule.
0: Yeah, that's right. Wow, we spent a long time on Qatar. It's kind of hard not to, given how much they play. But I think it's time to move on, Connor, to China. All right, China. (laughs) Okay, well, let's begin with kind of an overview of their participation and general strength. So China first entered the World Cup in 1958 and experienced some of the tough luck that would kind of become a theme for them. Uh, Whether because of that or for other reasons, they didn't enter again until 1982. Uh, But from that time, they participated consistently. The Asian Cup began in 1956, but uh, like Qatar, they didn't enter until 1967, oh sorry, 1976 although they have uh, participated consistently from that time. And finally, their regional group is a bit simpler than the uh, Middle East there. Uh, They just have the one East Asian Football Confederation and uh, that consists of 10 countries. We'll talk a bit more about that later. Uh, China has taken part in each one of the eight editions of that cup from its start in 2003. Yeah.
1: So for a country of China's size, their, their status in the region, and, and really their success in other sports, they've really done poorly in soccer. Uh, in terms of their overall strength, China is an, is an inconsistent second tier team in Asia. They struggle to reach the final round of World Cup qualification and are out of depth if they do make it. On the s- stronger side of second tier, they have always reached the Asian Cup and often passed the group stage. Um, having done better in the past, the quarterfinals now seems
0: to be their ceiling. Yeah, and we'll get into that with a a little more detail uh, with a World Cup overview. So they reached the World Cup only once, uh, that was in 2002, and actually they were aided in getting there by dint of the cup being in Asia, so South Korea and Japan uh, qualified automatically and were not competing for spots. Uh, China nevertheless had a good qualification there and finished far ahead of UAE and Uzbekistan to qualify. It was arguably not worth it though, as they lost to Costa Rica, Brazil, and Turkey, and exited the tournament without scoring a goal. They had come very close to qualifying in 1982, where they lost a final playoff to New Zealand, and to a lesser degree in 1998, where they were just one point shy of an advancing spot. Uh, although they would have had to win two rounds of playoffs uh, to actually reach the cup there. The next three editions after um, reaching the cup in 2002 saw them fail to qualify for the final round of qualification. 2014 was a typical performance, uh, finishing third behind Iraq and Jordan in the semifinal round. And in 2018 and 2022, they did reach the final round, but finished fifth of six in both cases. Uh, okay, and, and we'll talk about their 2022 qualifications in the recent uh, section, but we'll move on to their Asian Cup overview. So, China have fared better in the Asian Cup, where they have reached
1: that which they have reached every time since their first entry in 1976. They did well in the early years, finishing. Uh, in the top four, four out of the first five times, uh, and finishing second in 1984, making that a good period for them. After a quarterfinal finish in 1996, they finished fourth in 2000 and then second when they hosted in 2004. Since then, though, they were knocked out at the group stage twice, then reached only the quarterfinals twice uh, in 2015 and 2019, which was uh, which were their most recent tournaments.
0: Right. And before doing a deep dive into their Asian Cup history, we'll uh, take a look at their local uh, Cup, that's the East Asian Football Federation. Uh, Do you want to do that one? Sure. So
1: Eastern Asia takes uh, their local tournament more seriously than most, usually with teams sending their best squads. China has enjoyed more success in the East Asian Cup, uh, which is usually themselves, South Korea, Japan. Um, and one other team, usually North Korea or Hong Kong um, in a round robin tournament which started in 2003. They won the second edition in 2005 and the fourth edition in 2010 but have placed third in the last three editions since 2015.
0: Yeah, so that uh, East Asian uh, Football Federation is actually 10 teams and uh, other than the ones we've mentioned. the the. Uh teams are quite weak. I think it's kind of funny actually because I think Japan, South Korea and China get automatic qualification into it and then all of the other teams fight for the remaining uh, spot. Okay let's jump into our deep dive then for the uh, Asian Cup and uh, take it away.
1: So China's first Asian Cup was in 1976 and they never missed a cup although qualifying uh, was always necessary except for 2004 when they hosted. Qualification campaigns um, are ignored in this look at their history, where our focus is on the finals. Yeah, in
0: 1976, they were lucky to get past the group stage, actually. A tie with Malaysia was enough to see them past the three-team group stage, uh, where they took second on goal difference. Um, but they lost to Iran in extra time uh, in the semifinal, and then beat Iraq to finish uh, in third place.
1: 1980 saw a five-team group stage, but they finished fourth behind North Korea and Syria. It would be their only group stage exit until 2007. 1984 saw them top the five-team group, um, losing in the opener to Iran, but they beat hosts Singapore, India, and UAE. They beat Kuwait in the semifinal, but lost to Saudi Arabia in the final for a second-place
0: finish. Yeah, 1988 was... Um a third place no a fourth place wait a minute i'm all wrong here uh no second place in the five team group stage behind saudi arabia uh they were actually competitive in the final stages losing only an extra time to south korea in the semi-final and then on penalties to iran in the third place match for a fourth place finish and uh, their top four finishes continued in 1992 um, and there they uh, came second in the group stage, behind uh, Saudi Arabia, and uh, lost in the semi-final to Japan, uh, but beat UAE on penalties to finish third in that tournament.
1: The streak of top four finishes took a pause in 1996. They were lucky to get past the group stage with just a single win over Syria. Um, behind group winner Japan, three teams ended with three points. But China took second based on the best goal difference. In the quarterfinal, they took a 2-0 lead over Saudi Arabia by 16 minutes but were down 2-3 at half time and eventually lost that match 4-3.
0: Uh, hmm. Okay well 2000 uh, saw them back in the top 4. Uh, going undefeated in the group stage they tied South Korea and uh, finished first for the first time since, two, since uh, 1984. And then after beating Kuwait in the quarterfinals, they fell to Japan in the semifinals, and then met South Korea again uh, in the third place match and lost that. So another fourth place finish there in 2000.
1: I'll just correct you to say they beat Qatar in the quarterfinals. Uh, not oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you. Uh, in 2004, China hosted, and after an opening draw with Bahrain, they beat Indonesia and Qatar to finish first in the group stage. They went on to beat Iraq and then Iran on penalties uh, to reach the final. The three-one loss to Japan in the final was a bitter pill, and there was fury over the refereeing, uh, particularly a handball on Japan's second goal, leading to rioting in the streets with Japanese fans unable to leave the stadium for three hours. And China actually refused their second place medals. Oh,
0: <laughs> that was uh, one of the first Asian Cups I was able to watch. It yeah, was a good okay one. Scenes. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on uh, to 2007. Actually, that uh, second place finish in 20, 2004 proved the peak of their success, and the quarterfinals would be the furthest reach uh, in tournaments after that. A three-nothing loss to Uzbekistan condemned them to a third place finish uh, in the 2007 uh, version, and it was the same result in 2011. Uh, where they tied Uzbekistan, but only after a second game lost to Qatar, so two third-place finishes in the group stage in a row. 2015
1: saw them win all group stage games over Saudi Arabia, Uzbekistan and North Korea. However, they were unlucky to meet host Australia, who had finished second in their group behind South Korea. They lost that game 2-0 for a quarter-final exit.
0: All right, and that brings us to the recent history, uh, and it's the first tournament we'll cover for them, uh, the 2019 Asian Cup, which we'll cover in uh, more detail. Take it away.
1: Yes, so um, China didn't have to uh, enter the preliminary round, but entered at the round two of three group stage. Um, And there they were grouped with Qatar. Um, China actually beat them at home, though lost them away. But overall, they finished second in the group. Um, So, that was uh, good enough to qualify uh, automatically for the 2019 Asian Cup.
0: All right, and so uh, in the group stage?
1: Yeah, they started very well with wins over Kyrgyzstan and Philippines um, before losing to South Korea, but they still went through in second place. Uh, In the round of 16, they overcame Thailand 2-1 before being beaten 3-0 by Iran. So, it was a quarter-final exit for China
0: all right uh okay well the next tournament we'll look at is their uh, local cup in uh, 2022 and um i I gotta say here uh connor a bit of a strange thing in asia we've seen that uh asia is probably the best region for uh being inclusive to smaller teams uh but i'm not sure the east asian (laughs) uh, region is that or locality is down with that because they've always just appointed uh, South Korea Japan and China to the to the 14 tournament and then North Korea and Hong Kong basically play off uh for the others the rest are all weak teams so the qualifying tournament is kind of the tournament for them but mm-hmm. in 2022 they uh just they just canceled the qualifying tournament and uh chose the top four ranked teams according to FIFA uh what do you make of it
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's a very unequal region, the EAFF, with, you know, World Cup perennials versus kind of micronations. Um, but you're right, the, the smaller teams then lose on a chance to compete with with teams at a similar level. So I guess in that perspective, you do miss out on something.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I kind of cynically say that it seems more like uh, CONCACAF than it does Asia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, China was kind of appointed to that cup, and let's see how they did in 2022.
1: Yeah, so it started with a 3-0 loss to South Korea. Um, They then got a a good draw with Japan before beating Hong Kong, so it was a win, a draw, and a loss, but that had them third of the four-team group. Um, Japan, South Korea, China, Hong Kong was the order.
0: Yeah, and that's a a fairly typical order, uh, at least as far as China goes finishing uh, third there. Our next tournament is the World Cup in uh, 2022.
1: Yeah, they again entered at the round two of three group stage and performed fairly well, um, winning six of their eight games, uh, drawing one and losing only to group winners Syria. But they finished second in the group, uh, eight points ahead of third place Philippines, um, so that put them into the final round, um, they were grouped uh, in a group of six, um, but they found the, the stiffer competition um, more difficult, they won only one game, that was a, a home win against Vietnam, uh, tying three others at home, but then losing one at home, and all five on the road, so they finished with just six points, which was nine points off of a uh,
0: qualifying place. Yeah, wow, fifth out of uh, six there just ahead of Vietnam, but um, uh, a pretty weak performance. Okay, well, those first two rounds uh, that Connor just talked about actually made up the first two rounds of uh, Asian Cup qualifying, and uh, so how does that look in terms of the Asian Cup? Yeah, because they uh,
1: qualified for the final round of World Cup qualification, finishing second in their group behind Syria, that automatically qualified them for the Asian Cup. So uh, they got here at the first hurdle.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that makes short news of it. Uh, you know, not many uh, actual uh, uh, games for China, I would say, over the last couple of years, um, uh, especially this year. So um uh world cup 2026 qualifying uh, begins soon so they'll get a couple of games in there uh okay well we have decided to skip the player section um because it's a bit off topic from this uh, media cast and it also makes it a bit too long so we're gonna do uh, a separate podcast on the players Uh, And also, we might do an update um, closer to the actual competition there. So, uh, that might come out in December if there's enough uh, new stuff that's happened for us to uh, update. But meanwhile, we'll keep uh, focused on the teams here and it's time to move on to uh, Lebanon. And we'll take a look first at their overall participation and strength.
1: So, Lebanon first entered the World Cup in 1986 but were hammered in each of the four games they played and withdrew. They returned in 1994 and have participated consistently since. They had entered the Asian Cup much earlier in 1972, but their participation was scattered. They were absent for three of the four editions afterwards and participation became consistent only from 1996 onward, except for 2007 when they withdrew after one game. They're also part of the West Asian Football Federation or WAF a local group made up of 12 Middle Eastern teams. Uh, Lebanon entered from the first edition in 2000 uh, with a break in participation for two editions between 2008 and
0: 10. Right, and in terms of their overall strength, uh, Lebanon is a weak second tier team uh, in Asia. Uh, they struggle to reach the final round of World Cup qualification and are well out of their depth if they do make it, and similarly they struggle to reach the Asian Cup but uh, probably will have more regular appearances now that the Cup has expanded to 24 teams. Uh, they've never passed the group stage of an Asian Cup. Alright, so uh, let's uh, focus in a little more and do a, uh, an overview of their World Cup history. So, Lebanon is never far from the final round in the World Cup qualification,
1: but they achieved it only twice, in 2014 and 2022. In both cases, they proved out of their depth once there, finishing last in the table. They've usually been competitive in their semifinal group, finishing one or two spots below the advancing team. 2010 was a step back when they finished last in their group, losing all games, uh, which made their 2014 success passing the semifinal stage, which included a home win over South Korea, uh, and made it a bigger surprise. They failed to repeat in 2018 though, a home draw with Myanmar, contributing to them being uh, the only second place finisher not to advance. They returned to the final round robin in 2022, um, but again, it was a last place finish.
0: Right. Okay, that is as much as we'll do for the World Cup here, Uh, but we're going to uh, uh, do an overview of the Regional Cup before the deep dive. And In their three Asian Cup entries from 1972 to 1996, they fell just short of reaching the Cup. They finally reached it in 2000. Uh, That was by dint of hosting it, and there they managed only two draws and finished last in the group stage. After that, they were far from passing the qualifying group until 2015, where they finished just a point behind Kuwait. Having come close and improving their form, they looked a likely candidate to reach the expanded 2019 edition, which they did, Uh, and we will take a look at their recent history when we uh, get to that point. But first, uh, before the deep dive, let's take a look at their uh, local cup, which, like Kuwait, is the WAF Cup. Yeah, so in the
1: West Asian Football Federation, they have never passed the group stage. Uh, This meant uh, when the Federation was made up of just six nations, they finished bottom of a group of three. The other members being Iran, Iraq, Jordan, Syria, and Palestine. It became that much tougher with the infusion of the seven Gulf nations. And in 2019, they finished fourth in a group of five behind Palestine and Yemen, but at least ahead of Syria. They are however a team that should be passing the group stage sometimes so it's overall a disappointing record
0: here Uh, yeah that's right now they do not uh, they're not a gulf nations team but they are uh, uh, eligible for the arab cup so once again that tournament has kind of been an on again off again uh, affair but they've actually taken advantage of it in the early years in in the first uh, three tournaments they finished in the top four Uh, twice. Uh, Their their best finish was third place in the first edition in 1963, and the next two editions were 64 and 66. However, after that, um, uh, there were two tournaments they didn't enter uh, and five tournaments where they did enter and were knocked out of the uh, group stage in all of those, Uh, 2021 being the most recent one, and we'll take a look at that in the recent section okay so now we do the uh deep dive into the uh asian cup finals and that begins in 1972 do you want to start us off there yeah well they didn't qualify in 72
1: um and for a couple editions after that um lebanon's qualification history uh in the cup is interesting and actually gives a better sense of their strength but because this examination focuses only on the final themselves And as in the final round of World Cup qualifying, uh, they are beyond their depth at this level.
0: Yeah, Yeah. in fact, oh, do you want to continue?
1: Sure. So actually, I said to be in a couple of additions, the first tournament they qualified for was in 2000, and there they earned passage as host, as we mentioned earlier. Um, Even that advantage did not help much. Uh, In their opener, they held Iran to a single goal until 75 minutes, but then allowed three goals for a heavy four-nil loss. They tied Iraq and Thailand, but it was not enough to avoid a last-place finish
0: at the group stage. So disappointing as hosts. Yeah, and uh, maybe the deep dive is disappointing because the only other time they reached the Asian Cup was in 2019, and we cover that. Uh, we cover that in the recent section. So uh, really, not much history in the finals of the uh, Asian Cup for Lebanon, but they'll be hoping to build that history. Um, uh, you know, over the next little while. Um, Okay, let us go to our deep dive then, and actually we're gonna begin that deep dive uh, with their performance in the 2019 WAF Champion, uh, West African Football Federation uh, Championships.
1: Yeah, so this is something where a a tournament Lebanon should be competitive on, but in 2019 they weren't really. Um, They lost, uh, to both Iraq and Yemen, uh, tied Palestine, but then did beat Syria. Uh, Syria were the only team they finished ahead of, though, in the five-team group.
0: Yeah, a pretty weak performance by both them and Syria uh, in that cup. And now we do move on to the 2019 uh, Asian Cup. The first two rounds of that were the uh, 2018 World Cup. Yeah, so uh, Lebanon finished uh, second out of five,
1: um, however, it was 13 points behind uh, group winner South Korea. So, um, as you mentioned, they were the only second place team to miss out on the final round. And that's because they finished second place, but with a mere 11 points. Uh, it was just ahead of Kuwait with 10 and Myanmar with 8. Um, so, it was a record of three wins, two draws and three losses. Um, so... Uh, They didn't go to the final round of the World Cup, and they didn't qualify automatically for the cup, but needed a second uh, group stage. Um, There, though, they they were paired with North Korea, Hong Kong, and Malaysia, and won five out of their six games, uh, the only blemish a draw in North Korea. So they qualified um,
0: in the final round of qualifying. Right, so uh, they did reach the Cup, so their, uh, their uh, Asian Cup uh, Finals history uh, gets uh, doubled here, and how did they do in the Cup? Yeah, they lost their
1: first two games to tough opposition, to Qatar and Saudi Arabia. Um, it left them with little to play for in their final match, uh, though they did beat uh, North Korea 4-1 uh, to finish third out of four.
0: Yeah. Third out of four. So, uh, once, uh, once again, not passing the group stage. So that'll be kind of their goal, uh, going forward. And uh, the next competition was the one we, uh, alluded to the Arab cup in 2021. And this was a bigger version of the Arab cup. Now that it's become a FIFA competition, how did they do? So they needed a, a playoff to get
1: there, which they, they won by beating Djibouti. And then it was actually almost identical, uh, to their asian cup they started off with two losses to strong opposition it was egypt and algeria this time before winning their final game uh, an ultimately meaningless one over sudan again finishing third of four and not advancing
0: yeah i gotta say uh, a one nothing win over Djibouti uh in the preliminary <laughs> round is not that convincing either uh okay on to world cup 2022 uh then and um they received a bye in round one because they were not one of the 12 weakest teams in the region. So their competition really begins, uh, began in round two.
1: Yeah. And it was a five team group that was reduced to four teams um, after North Korea withdrew. Um, it actually uh, helped Lebanon because they had lost to North Korea in their opening game. Um, but Lebanon uh, finished with a record of three wins, one draw and two losses. Um and, uh, yeah, they finished second of the group on 10 points, just a point ahead of Turkmenistan. Um, but that was uh, good enough to
0: put them into the final round of qualifying. All right. And uh, in the final round of qualifying, uh, they just got one win. And that was... a. Uh... Well, an away win in Syria, but Syria was playing its home games outside of the country, so uh, more like neutral ground there. Uh, Actually did better on the road, uh, tying UAE away uh, and Iraq away. At home, the only result they earned was a 1-1 draw with Iraq, so it all added up to a last-place finish in the group. They were tied on points with Syria, um, but... um, uh, finished behind them in sixth place. So a bit out of their league in the final round uh, once again.
1: Yeah, they did well to reach it for the second time in their history, but um, yeah, out of
0: out of their league, as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the first two rounds of that did make up uh, Asian 2023 qualifying. So uh, um, how did they fare there? Yeah, just to recap, because they
1: finished second in their group, they earned automatic passage to the Asian Cup, um, didn't need the extra qualifying round, which they required uh, the previous edition.
0: Yes, that's right. Uh, Okay, and then that brings us then to the end of uh, Lebanon. Once again, we're going to skip our our look at the players and uh, perhaps catch up with that in a future uh, media cast. Uh, And we'll move on to our last team here, Tajikistan, and uh, begin with an overview of their participation and overall strengths.
1: So Tajikistan first entered World Cup qualifying in 1998, and they've participated consistently ever since. Their first Asian Cup entry was two years earlier in 1996, and there too, their participation has been consistent. Their local group is CAFA, or the Central Asian Football uh, Association. Uh, That locale was slow in getting started, Forming in
0: 2015, but they only played their first cup in 2023. Right, so we look at that in the recent section. Uh, In terms of Tajikistan's overall strength, uh, they're an inconsistent third-tier team in Asia. They have never reached the final round of World Cup qualifying, uh, nor have they reached uh, an Asian cup. In fact, they were relegated to the uh, AFC Challenge Cup. Uh, relegated is a strong word because the the teams could choose it, but uh, the tournament was designed for teams that were really not competitive uh, in the Asian Cup. So in lieu of the Asian Cup, this competition was uh, created for weaker teams. And they were initially one of the stronger teams at that level, but actually, uh, unlike most teams, they grew weaker with time uh, through that competition, although they since have come back to third-tier form in recent times. So let's uh, begin with uh, uh, an overview of the World Cup history. Tajikistan started strong in the
1: competition, but actually grew weaker by degrees until a recent resurgence. In 1998, they finished second in the semi-final round, just three points behind China. In 2006, they finished third uh, on a group of four, and in 2010, didn't even reach the semi-final round. That did prove a low point, and they reached the semi-final round since. Earning one point in 2014, five in 2018, and thirteen in 2022. So uh, we're able to track their uh, improvement over the last couple editions.
0: Right, and we'll look at that uh, improvement uh, uh, a bit more closely uh, in the um, in the uh, recent section because the 2018 qualifying campaign will be covered in 2019 Asian Cup. Uh, stuff. But speaking of the Asian Cup, let's do an uh, an overview of the Regional Cup uh, before we do a deep dive. So uh, that actual pattern that Connor mentioned, kind of a uh, uh, growing week and then a recent resurgent, is also evident in their Asian Cup play. They came close to reaching the Cup in 1996 and in 2004, and that made them one of the strongest teams going into the, uh, the AFC Challenge Cup. Once again, a tournament really designed for weaker teams uh, in lieu of the Asian Cup. And they won the Challenge Cup in 2006 and then came second and third in subsequent editions. But in line with their World Cup form, they grew weaker, falling at the group stage in 2012 and not even qualifying for the Challenge Cup in 2014. In 2019, they and all other teams in the region returned to the newly formatted Asian Cup, uh, which is now expanded to 24 teams. But a weak qualification campaign uh, left them, well, why don't we uh, save the drama for later uh, when we look at that uh, Asian Cup in detail. So let's move on, shall we, to the uh, Local Cup. Uh, That is the CAFA Cup. Yeah, in 2014, the Central
1: Asian Football Association was created uh, with Afghan uh, and Iran uh, leaving their regional federations and joining Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan, who had no local body to that point. They were slow in setting up, but did hold their first tournament in 2023. Tajikistan is on the verge of being strong enough to pass the group stage of that tournament, but they were unfortunately grouped with uh, invited nation Oman. They actually did well to tie them, but finished third in the group behind them and Uzbekistan.
0: Right, so knocked out in uh, round two, and actually that is also included in the uh, um, recent uh, section, which we'll get to after we take a look at their Asian Cup finals uh, in detail. So we are just looking at the finals here, so uh, their participation from 1996 uh, up until... Well, throughout the whole thing doesn't really matter because they've never reached the finals. But um, uh, do you want to take us through that section? Because there is information in the Challenge Cup that we'll look at.
1: Yeah, so uh, Tajikistan, as you said, never reached an Asian Cup, so they have no history here. Um, 2023 begins their history, and they are the only uh, uh appearing in this tournament. So, um, yeah, good for oh, them. Yeah, um, good for them. But like you said, we will talk about the AFC Challenge Cup, which they participated in when they were not uh, participating in the Asian
0: Cup uh, for a period of time. Yes, uh, they uh, have then a history in that Challenge Cup and the tournament is often presented uh, as an alternative for weaker teams, but technically it was designed for, uh, and I quote, teams in need of development. So this turned out to be an unfortunate principle because stronger teams like Palestine and North Korea eventually uh, overpowered the tournament.
1: In the first edition in 2006, Tajikistan won their group stage despite a loss to Kyrgyzstan. They met them again in the semi-final, won, and moved on to the final where they beat Sri Lanka, uh, 4-0 actually, to win the tournament's uh, first
0: title. Yeah, pretty uh, easy competition for them there apart from Kyrgyzstan and they did well to beat them in the semi-final. And we move on to uh, uh, 2008, actually there had been no qualifying in 2006 but uh, there were qualification rounds from the 2008 edition onward and they passed that and finished second in the group stage uh, of the cup itself after tying Turkmenistan and India and that brought them to the semi-final where they actually did well to beat North Korea, uh, uh, ostensibly the strongest team in the competition, and the team that reached the following World Cup in fact. Uh, They met India again in the final and they lost that game uh, 4-1, so uh, second place there. Uh, They
1: dropped one spot with a third place finish in 2010. uh, Despite losing to Bangladesh in the opener of the group stage, they won the group, but then lost to Turkmenistan in the semi-final.
0: However, a win over Myanmar earned them third place. Third place, so drop in one spot uh, every time. And um, in uh, 2012, they reached the uh, the finals after beating India uh, in the first group stage game. And they lost to an improving Philippines and uh, to North Korea also. In 2014, however, they failed to even qualify Uh, And that's kind of evidence of the uh, tournament's increasing competitiveness and also of their downfall into weakness.
1: In 2016, the Challenge Cup became the Solidarity Cup, a tournament now truly for the weaker teams, really those knocked out in the early rounds of Asian Cup qualifying. But Tajikistan's improvement, surviving those early rounds, meant they were now too strong
0: for that competition. Right. Okay, and so that is the end of the deep dive, and uh, brings us to our recent history for Tajikistan, and I said that uh, actually we do cover the 2018 uh, World Cup, because it it is the first two rounds for the Asian 2019 Cup, so uh, how did they do in those?
1: Yeah, so they were not one of the 12 lowest ranked teams required to play uh, in the preliminary round, so they joined at the round uh, two or three group stage. However, they only won one game, um, a large win, actually, over Bangladesh, um, who they finished ahead of, but they were behind Australia, Jordan, and Kyrgyzstan, um, collecting just five points. Um, they actually met uh, Bangladesh again in, in kind of a, uh, a round 2B um, of qualification, beating them 6-0 in aggregate, and then proceeded to, um, I guess... Uh, the, the final round, which was a three, a four-team group stage. Yeah, um, I'll explain
0: that if you don't mind. Yeah, um, it's actually, you know, uh, what we've talked about: Asia's uh, uh, good efforts to. Uh, include weak teams so uh, the way it worked is those kind of knocked out in the second round get another crack at getting into the third round so um, Tajikistan and Bangladesh not because they were in the same group they just happened to be paired for this playoff Uh, so Tajikistan won and went to round three, Bangladesh uh, may have gotten actually one more chance to get to round three, but ultimately if they don't, then they drop to the solidarity cup. Right. So
1: um, yeah, in that round three, it was uh, a round robin where each team played each other home and away. Um, Tajikistan uh, finished with uh, two wins, both coming over Nepal, who they finished ahead of but they collected just one point from games against Yemen and the Philippines. So they finished third and did not advance to the 2019 Asian Cup.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, probably their best chance because I think their round three in in 2022 is against tougher opposition. Uh, oh, hang on, we're talking about teams that did make it. So obviously they improved uh, to get to this cup. But we'll come to that Uh, but first we'll look at World Cup 2022 uh, qualification. Yeah so
1: again they entered in round two of three um, and it was an improved performance. Um, They won four of their eight games and finished second in the group behind Japan albeit by 11 points but they finished ahead of Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia and Myanmar. Um, Unfortunately for them finishing second in the group with 13 points wasn't enough to move on to the final round of World Cup qualifying, um, but a pretty pretty good showing against um, you know teams of similar strength.
0: Yeah, it really was. Uh, among the eight uh, the eight second place finishers, six of them uh, made it to the next round. Um, uh, sorry, uh, five of them made it to the next round and Tajikistan finished sixth, so very close to making it to the final round of World Cup qualification there, but just falling short. Yeah. Uh, okay, and we're going to actually come back to that because it's also the first two rounds for the uh, Asian uh, Cup in 2023, but uh, let's take a look at the uh, first edition of the Kafa Cup in a bit more detail.
1: Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Um, so Tajikistan started with draws against Turkmenistan and Oman and then lost heavily 5-1 to Uzbekistan. So they finished third out of four in the group and that was not enough to advance um, to the next round.
0: Yeah, Oman an invited guest there and probably, uh, probably taking their spot um, there. Okay, and uh, yes, going back to the 2022 World Cup then, they finished uh, uh, second in the group and uh, where did they go from there from there they went into round three which was
1: uh, a four-team group stage just like it was previously this time it wasn't home in a way but just uh our uh, single round robin and tajikistan carried their their good form from the first round uh or from the previous round into this one beating Myanmar and singapore before tying Kyrgyzstan. Uh but they didn't concede a goal and they finished top of the group to qualify for this tournament
0: yeah, that's a, a good campaign and a, and a good sign of their improvement because I think this group with Singapore, uh, especially, uh, is a bit tougher than the group they had in 2019. But they were, uh, you know, certainly more competitive in this group. So uh, good for them. Whether that will make them competitive in the Asian Cup, I guess we uh, will. Talk about in our discussion, which is coming up soon. But we uh, actually are at the end of part two here, and I'll just reiterate that uh, we're gonna we're gonna save our discussion of their players uh, for future podcasts. So we move on to part three, uh, where we uh, compare the teams to each other uh, in various things, uh, starting with their pots. Uh, what was the pot order like here? Yeah.
1: So the pot one team is Qatar. Um... they're ranked 61st in the world so they actually they're given the kind of uh pot or spot 1a as host um they still would have been in pot one were they not hosting, with just based on rankings but they would have just they would have been the weakest team in that pot so um yeah pot one but i guess compared to other pot one teams uh the weakest according to the rankings at the time of the draw right Um, Next is China. They're the pot two team. Um, They are kind of near the bottom of pot two, uh, second bottom out of the six teams. Um, Next we have Lebanon and they're the lowest ranked team in pot three. So just squeaking in there. And then Tajikistan are the second team out out of pot four, second of six. So I guess overall uh, Tajikistan, I guess the exception, but most of these teams come from near the bottom of their pots which may point to a slightly weaker group overall.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, That's uh, an interesting analysis actually. Uh, It also kind of suggests that uh, Tajikistan would be competitive with Lebanon um, uh, not being too far behind them there. Uh, Let's look at uh, in terms of FIFA rankings and also ELO rankings, where do they stand in relation there?
1: All right, so Qatar is currently 58th in the world according to FIFA and 77th according to ELO. Um, Qatar peaked in 2019 after winning the Asian Cup at 55th. So they've fallen just a little bit since then. Um, They actually uh, rose as high as 28th in ELO at that same period, but then have dropped much further to 77th. Uh, Typically we find ELO less reactive to recent events, but not the case with Qatar um
0: but yeah, yeah absolutely they jumped from 75th to 28th by uh winning the asian cup and now they're back down to uh 77th in 2023 so a pretty uh roller coaster ride there yeah okay how about china
1: uh china are 79th in fifa and eighty sixth in elo and actually that's kind of a rough average for them over the past you know 5 or 7 years they've not really moved too far up or too far down um so yeah a little bit behind guitar in both systems 79 and 86th
0: yeah actually fully uh 21 points behind in the fifa section uh fifa system but only uh 9 points behind in uh elo so it'll be good to discuss which of those we think is more accurate yeah
1: Uh, Lebanon, meanwhile, they're 102nd in FIFA and 135th uh, in ELO. Uh, Lebanon actually uh, got to 79th, uh, so uh, they broke the 80th mark uh, in June 2018 but have kind of slipped a little bit since then. It's a similar story from ELO, they kind of peaked around that time and have since slid though again more dramatically, falling from 91st to
0: 135th, um,
1: which is where they sit currently.
0: Yeah, so they broke the 100 barrier and then fell out of it again, but uh, significantly behind China in both of the systems. Yeah.
1: And then finally for Tajikistan, we've talked about their recent improvement, and this tracks in both systems. They're 109th in FIFA and 126th in uh, ELO, so actually ahead of Lebanon in the ELO system. Um, And that's kind of shown steady improvement um, really since June 2016 when they were 164th and 155th, so they've kind of climbed slowly and steadily to uh, um, close to 100th in FIFA, a little bit behind in ELO.
0: Yeah, as you say, uh, ahead of uh, uh, Lebanon in the ELO system, so that'll also make for interesting discussion and not too far behind, but, uh, you know, in addition to those numbers, it it also feels like uh, momentum um maybe a factor for Tajikistan also absolutely okay let's see if any of this plays out in the head to head and we begin uh uh well maybe if you announce them and then I'll add a bit of detail if if necessary
1: yeah so starting with qatar versus lebanon they've met five times and qatar has won each of those five matches
0: yeah and uh uh Uh, Two of them were in 1986. Uh, Actually, Qatar thrashed Lebanon in both of those games. Uh, 2014, uh, closer, but uh, Qatar won both, uh, won nothing in uh, 2014 World Cup qualifying. And then most recently in the group stage in the 2019 Asian Cup, where uh, Qatar steamrolled them on the way to win the tournament, uh, two nothing in that game.
1: next next is Qatar and Tajikistan and they actually have no competitive record so nothing to speak of there Uh, um move on to uh Qatar versus China and it's China with the winning record though it's a competitive one uh China with seven wins uh four draws and Qatar with five victories there
0: yeah, I mean, again, uh, Qatar probably with uh, a bit of more recent momentum there. Uh, two thousand Asian Cup quarterfinal was uh, their biggest meeting. Uh, China was a stronger team then and won three nothing. They met four times uh, in the course of the two thousand and eighteen World Cup qualifying. So in the semi final and the final group, and uh, China came out ahead there too, winning two, uh, tying one, and losing one. So they still seem to have the edge over Qatar even in recent times
1: yeah very interesting yeah um next is China versus Tajikistan they um China has a record of one win and one draw
0: yeah that was back in 1998 so probably not that relevant
1: um and then China versus Lebanon they've met twice and China won both
0: yeah and that was in 2011 so uh not sure how much uh, relevance that has either but uh, probably uh, relatively the the stronger team still.
1: And then finally Tajikistan versus Lebanon well they've they've never met um, perhaps not a huge surprise so that history will be made um, at this tournament.
0: Yeah so not a lot of insight in the uh, head-to-heads I'd say China and Qatar the more interesting one and China uh, uh, you know seem to consistently have the edge on Qatar we'll see if that plays out uh we'll see if that plays out in the uh tournament but actually uh because we we don't have uh, odds on the group uh, to to see how the professional odds makers are thinking about things we just move on to the final discussion here so maybe let us go back to the the fifa rankings because i don't feel the head to heads really show much uh, and I'll ask you if you feel that uh, Qatar is uh, basically twenty-one points ahead of uh, China, or just nine points ahead of China. I probably
1: think it's it's twenty-one. Um, I know they had a disappointing World Cup, but you know they are the defending Asian Cup champions. Um, you know, and they've they've had probably some inconsistent results ever since that triumph, um, but some good results in there too. Whereas China, I think, are firmly a second-tier team. Um, so, no, I do think Qatar, especially playing at home, um, kind of deserves the, the gap that the FIFA rankings represent.
0: Yeah, uh, that home advantage, of course, uh, is uh, is important, I think. And I don't really uh, put, put the World Cup down too much. I mean, they were kind of always a bit out of their league there. And... Maybe the 2019 Asian Cup was an early peak, or maybe they were just out of their uh, out of their depth at that level. Um, I, I'm more concerned about how they've been since then. And for me, the biggest change is, is the change of manager from Felix Sanchez, who, who I viewed as a very positive character, to uh, Carlos Queros, who's quite negative. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, no, I I think they uh, they built well under Felix Sanchez. Um, I think he might be in Ecuador now. He's kind of gone on, you know. Actually, one of Qatar's rivals from the World Cup. I do think Kirish is a bit more of a negative manager um, in terms of style of play and and even in terms of discipline and things like that. So I don't think it's a it's a necessarily a positive step forward for Qatar.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we're both thinking of the uh, recent uh, Gold Cup, which we didn't cover here, but uh, uh, 13 yellow cards and one red card. They were lucky to get past the group stage, whereas in 2021, they quite uh, convincingly got past the group stage. Uh, in in their quarterfinal game there, um, they had six or seven players on the suspension it was just a big mess and that's what we mean by uh, Carlos Queiroz being a kind of a negative influence on the team and the other thing is there were some players like Akram Afif who they didn't bring uh, to that cup. Almoez was I think kind of came in injured or sick or something but ineffective so all of the players of the 2019 Asian Cup uh, I, most of them were were gone some of them too old but uh uh, some of them just left off the team so uh, there are signs of them coming back and do you think um they can get back to what they were in 2019 probably not that you know that
1: strong but i think when they were they were obviously building for years towards the world cup but the goal wasn't to do well in the world cup and then fall back off the goal is to maintain it to be a team that you know probably in their minds can be competing with with the elite teams, you know, Japan and Korea and Saudi Arabia. So I think that's the level they want to get to. I think they showed it that they could get there at the last world cup or sorry, at the last Asian cup form has fallen off a little bit. And I think this Asian cup could be a bit of a turning point to see whether it was kind of a flash in the pan or whether they can actually build towards being a sustainable top team in the region.
0: Yeah. We always wondered how they would be going forward, but, uh, you know, I think, um, a lot of people thought, oh, you know, they put a lot of money into their uh, uh, World Cup team and they kind of came out from nowhere. That's not true. They've they've been a second-tier team in the region for a long time. And uh, sure, putting the money in and preparing for the World Cup was a bit to make them a, a top-tier team, which probably didn't work. But I still think uh, a solid second-tier team and, as you said, with home advantage. Yeah. Yeah, um I guess my question is uh, not so much have they weakened, but are any of the teams below strong enough uh to overcome them, especially at home. And you've you've uh, talked a little bit about China, but any more to say on that?
1: No, I mean I think with with China, you, they're just uh, the sleeping giant that you're you're waiting to to wake up. I guess like India, though though China are at a higher level. Um I, I see China as getting out of this group. They should be beating kind of the pot three and four teams. Um, I don't, not sure they have quite enough to challenge Qatar, um, but I don't really see them being entirely susceptible to a to uh, a threat from below. But uh, what do you think? Do you think Lebanon and Tajikistan have a shot at finishing second?
0: Uh, I'm kind of with you, I mean, it's not really a comment on China's strength, but uh, 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 more of a comment on the level of competition here. Uh, China have always been uh, consistent uh, over third and fourth tier teams. We saw in the quarterfinals of the last Cup that they didn't have much problem with uh, with Thailand, so I don't think they'll have much problem uh, against the teams here. Uh, but I think kind of going forward into the competition, they really are a second-tier team. And, of course, they should be a first-tier team. I've actually uh, I taught at the university there a lot of Chinese students in the class, so the ones knowledgeable about soccer. And they basically seem to think the same that I do, that they should be better. Uh, but they kind of saw the problem as, you know, bureau- bureaucracy and, and uh, kind of old-style... Um uh, old you know, in 2002 when Goose Heating came in and kind of broke up some some practices of uh, older players and younger players and showing too much respect to older players and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, the, the students kind of seem to be saying st- uh, things like that, like they're just not um, they're just not very progressive. Uh, in the yeah. player section that we planned, I was uh, I was going to talk about the teams. Uh, China used to make it to the the uh, Asian region has its own kind of Champions League, and the Chinese teams were developing there for a while, uh, as you probably know. But uh, uh, they were getting a couple of teams into, say, the final rounds of those uh, uh, championship club competitions and over the last few years they really haven't so their club form has fallen off quite a bit too and you know that produces the players that would be in this tournament
1: yeah even looking at rankings we talked about China's just long-term stability not really moving up not really sliding down and I kind of see them as that in this tournament you know probably where it deserved to be where they are ahead of a lot of third tier teams but not not competing it with the first tier ones and we saw that too in world cup qualifying where they only picked up one win over vietnam um in
0: the 10 games they played in that round yeah you know the sleeping giant argument has been around uh has been around for hundreds of years in fact but uh uh it's never really come to fruition and in, in the soccer um uh, they seem to be getting weaker, in fact. So, uh, I agree with you that they probably finished second in this group, but uh, they don't seem any kind of a match for top tier teams. So, I don't think they'll get far beyond this round.
1: Yeah, the bottom two are interesting in that Lebanon in, is ranked seven places ahead of Tajikistan in FIFA, but actually, um, 11 or sorry, nine spots behind them in uh in elo so perhaps there's a bit of confusion over who is the pot three and pot four team and, and we mentioned that although lebanon is a pot three team they're only um just into pot three whereas Tajikistan is at the top of pot four so do you think those teams are virtually equal or do you give give the edge to one or the other
0: it's kind of tough to say because they both have arguments in their favor. I mean, Lebanon has reached the final round of World Cup qualifying. Uh, they have reached the Asian Cup before. Uh, Tajikistan ha- have not done either of those things. Um, we did see actually they were they were a lot closer than most people think in 2022 to the final round of World Cup qualifying. Um, But in terms of momentum, that definitely seems to be in Tajikistan's favor uh, where they looked a lot stronger in uh, 2023 Asian Cup qualifying, which includes the World Cup qualifying uh, in the first two rounds. Um, So I'm almost tempted to say that uh, Tajikistan uh, is looking slightly better going into this tournament, but definitely Lebanon has history on their side. What do you think?
1: I do agree that um, that the form favors Tajikistan. Um, I think Lebanon, um, you know, even though they didn't do particularly well in the final round of World Cup qualifying, they they probably will have gained some good experience playing a higher, you know, against higher level teams, whereas Tajikistan don't really have that, you know, even competing in the Challenge Cup for all those years. So, um, yeah, so I think it it'll be close. Um, I think these teams. Um, You know, their best point of their best chance of points is obviously against each other. Um, You know, a tie would kind of eliminate the chance of either one of them getting through as, as one of the four best third place teams. But I think they will be competitive, it's a tough one to call. It is,
0: and it'll probably, you know, uh, the game between them, of course, will be uh, the biggest factor, but uh, it'll come down, especially if we're talking about a third-place team advancing, to whether they can take any points off the teams above them. So, uh, returning to that, even though we've kind of called China as a second-place finisher here, uh, do you think it's possible for these teams to take uh, any points off of the top two?
1: I think it's possible, even if I wouldn't necessarily predict it. Um, China, you know, can you know, um, can drop points. Um, Qatar too. Their form really since the, the World Cup has been quite erratic. Even before that, losing to some teams they really shouldn't be. So it's possible, but um, like
0: I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't predict it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like one of the things when you when you uh, start looking at, at weaker teams is you know they they do have their successes, especially at the game level. Uh, But then you start falling into thinking that, you know, they can take on the teams of a higher tier. Uh, And in fact, that's a very hard uh, bridge to gap. So, um, you know, uh, Tajikistan is kind of a third tier uh, team here. It would really be uh, an event for them to uh, take points off of teams and especially uh, to be successful at the campaign level uh, by doing so. So um, as much as I kind of admire Tajiki's momentum coming in, it's very hard for teams to to bring it to the cup and to actually make it uh, happen at the campaign level. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think, um, you know, we're, we're kind of both leaning towards pot order here, but I'm going to nail you down here uh, because you've been so evasive. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, how do you think this is going to end? I'm going to say
1: um, mostly pot order, um, Qatar and China, but um, maybe I'll give the edge to Tajikistan based on momentum. I know I spoke about Lebanon's history, but um, in a one-off game, I see Tajikistan perhaps more likely to win it. So I'm going to go to Tajikistan third and Lebanon fourth.
0: Yeah, honestly, despite what what I just said about moving up a tier, I kind of I kind of feel that coming. I don't think Lebanon is so far. Above Tajikistan, that they they can't be taken. And actually, Lebanon has kind of always underperformed a little. They should have been in more cups than they have been. Um, And so I I think um, uh, if I'm pinned down to it, I'm going to say Qatar, China, Tajikistan, and Lebanon. All right. You too? yeah we we are in agreement. Okay. All right, well, that is uh, brings us to the end of our group A uh, examination, so we will see you again for uh, Group B. All right, see you next time. We originally planned to tag on our past, present and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that ten minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We'd like to thank Navar Avichan and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Trap.